0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the grand return of the House of Levi uh, Levi Thoughts podcast.
1: Blah,
2: blah, blah,
1: blah.
0: Nerd <laughs> <laughs> this is the first one since uh, 2021 started. So let's see. let's just start things off. Let's just jump right into it. You know, <laughs> so two feet. Um, so there's a couple things that are just kind of cool that about this house that we all kind of have in common. One fun fact, none of us are from the same place. That's a cool thing. I think only only Colin is the one from, is from Lansing and everyone else is just (laughs) kind (laughs) of, but the other thing that we all have in common is that we're all just a bunch of nerds. Like we're just a bunch of fools.
3: Nerds.
0: So, (laughs)
3: <laughs> we're a bunch of losers. <laughs> so,
0: I'm sorry, kid. So, so <laughs> um I basically thought, why not talk about things that we're super nerdy about uh and have been since we were young and have just like kinda felt really sentimental and nostalgic about. I thought it'd be fun. So without further ado, I guess I'll go first, right? So, picture this. You're three years old, living in some rinky-dink house in Cle- in Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, you're bored as heck, because you're just three. Um, and you look behind the TV, and you see this thing. You don't know what it is, but it looks kind of fun. So you... Ask your dad about it, and basically, uh, this is a, this is a video game console. Oh. The Nintendo 64. Oh.
2: Whoa! And not just any video, just
0: video game, game console. And then the video game console. So, and then the game that he had for it was, I guess, what this is about. Uh, the Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time and basically every single Zelda game following uh our, um my dad started playing it with me uh when we were when I was really young and basically my entire family started getting into it uh as we got older while well, they kept making them and we played as a family through just about every single one uh as just an activity as a thing we did cuz we all loved this we all loved this thing i think that's what makes it so special for me it wasn't just something that i felt super nerdy about it was a it was a family it was like a family thing it was uh just something cool like our family's just humming the music from these pretty dang good games just all around the house like senior year of high school my mom without like me even needing to ask about it bought tickets to a zelda concert that played in cleveland i didn't know this was happening she told me and she was like she was like it was an orchestra of all the music in the series That is
1: phenomenal.
0: isn't that great so she doesn't even i don't i don't tell her about this i didn't know this existed and she's like we're going <laughs> get in the car we're leaving right now you're driving so i i was just running out of drive i wasn't like all right <laughs> you also three. i wasn't also three yeah. yeah um but yeah it's just been super special to me and to my family and yeah i love it a lot so that's me that's zelda nice
1: i'm i'm curious though how do you play through a video game as a family do you like rotate on deaths or it's like Thursday's Noah's night or like how did that how did that just like logistically work
0: that's a good question so what it actually ended up being is when we all played it together is my dad playing it (laughs) uh my mom doing all the puzzles and stuff because my dad didn't uh didn't do that part as well and me watching acting like I was playing the game (laughs) and my two sisters doing the exact same thing So that's how that worked out. Nice. So who's next? We're just going around. Yeah.
2: yeah. You got this. Yeah. So, um, the the one thing I've nerded out to my whole life, pretty much up to now, started off when I was about seven or six years old. Uh, I remember this day very vividly. I was uh, doing my homework this was around springtime and then my brother comes in and you know when you talk to a kid you you sound more enthusiastic try to, to try to get the kid more excited yeah. so then my brother was like hey the new iron man movie just came out you want to come watch it and in my head i'm just like who the heck is iron man <laughs> and so You're a man made of iron <laughs> right yeah so i just i had no idea who this iron dude was so i i walked into the theater with my brother and two and a half hours later i am just appalled and just on the floor just excited because like i have never seen such a man of great power and like just action and so i just started coming back to these movies like Iron Man 2. I was even more excited because there's not just one Iron Man, there's two of them. <laughs> there's two of them. Wait, there's <laughs> more. Right. Yeah. Then there's more Iron Man, and then like one movie leads to another, and then like four years later, there's the Avengers. Like, oh my gosh, as an 11 year old kid, what watching watching six bad figures just like. Hey. Yeah. Just like. <laughs> Assembling just to fight aliens—that that was amazing for me as an 11-year-old kid. And like these movies, just like up, just upheld to those like um that amount of just action and just I don't know building of a story and characters because it's not just like you don't just like see development through one movie, but you see it continuously through different amount of movies. And there's like 23 of them right now, and like. It got to the point that I, when it came to the last two Avengers movies, I just did a whole marathon of all the movies leading up to it. So for Avengers Infinity War, I remember skipping school for like three to four days and watching it all straight. So yeah, and like I remember waiting till like 4am in the morning for the first trailer to drop, and I remember just being so, so... Worried, like you'd think the superhero always wins at the end, but this was the first time I was like, "Are they even gonna win?" Yeah. And spoiler alert, they did not. And they were just like,
1: "Oh, oh way to just throw that spoiler out there." Yeah, I mean, like
2: it's been out for three years, guys. Come on. A but of
0: limitations for this sort
1: of thing.
2: People. But I, I, I was in the theater crying because I was just like, "Spider-Man's dead. Everyone's dying. I don't know what's going on. Thanos is on a farm, and then like." <laughs> and then like the fourth movie comes in and I remember like, I didn't wait for anybody to watch this movie I bought my own ticket opening night just to watch it alone because I didn't want to wait for some schmuck for me to like for all the tickets to sell out yeah so I watched it and after like at the end I was just in utter silence of not just like not just because I thought the movie was bad was just because I was in utter satisfaction <laughs> I was just like, "Wow!" I'm just wow, amazed. Wow. I like. I remember in all the scenes, I was either like cheering or crying out of just pure excitement and enjoyment, just seeing like something that was built from when I was eight years old to something to like I was eighteen. How many people were in that theater, dude! The people in the, oh my gosh, I I was like the one dude leading all the cheers. Like I was the first one to do it. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know how you're like kinda hesitant to kinda cheer in like something until you wait for someone else to cheer? I held nothing back. I was the <laughs> first one there. And so I it was amazing. I was just like so just grateful that throughout this whole childhood I got to like experience these these superheroes not just like reading through comic books but through movies. And even up to now, like I still appreciate them to the utmost standard. Like um I realize now that it's like it's not something I could dedicate a lot of my time to knowing that I'm an adult now. And that's kind of what The Last Avengers movie did for me was like after that I realized like other after like the silence and satisfaction, I knew right away I was like I have to grow up. But then It's like Toy Story for everybody else. Right, yeah. I don't want to play with you anymore. But but even up to now, like, I still get to appreciate the films and the TV shows that they make. And so, even up to now, I still feel like a child at heart and still get to nerd out to these things. So, yeah, that's me. Avengers Assemble.
1: <laughs> yeah, nice. Yeah, I was kind of, I was curious about that. Because, like, I'm not that much older than you. I'm only, what, like, six years older than you? But, like... Those movies didn't hold that same place in my heart, but I I was theorizing about it when, when they were coming out with the last couple Marvel movies, um, thinking, like, <clears throat> this probably has a huge impact for, like, dudes that were, like, 10, 11, 12 when, mm-hmm. when Iron Man came out. I was a little bit older, so it didn't quite, like, capture me like that. But, yeah, nice to know that I was right about that. Interesting. <laughs> welcome to the podcast where i just pat myself on the back the whole time Uh, (laughs) yeah i guess this is the birthday episode of my podcast um not recorded on my birthday but close enough cool yeah so um the (laughs) the thing that i nerded out was either like much more nerdy or much less nerdy i can't decide like it's not like the standard kind of things that you nerd out to, like Marvel or Zelda, are like pretty standard, like things to nerd out to. Um, I was super into and super fascinated with uh modern military history and like inventions. Uh, so if you if you look at my bookshelf um, in my house, you'll see about a fifth of the books that I have, and it's probably like. I, I'm going to measure in pounds because that's probably the best way to measure it. It's probably about like 75 to 80 pounds of just wow. b- books that, that just like I've got um, modern air combat, the great book of modern warplanes, uh, the Civil War, um, the illustrated history of fighters. I have a book called Weapon that just has literally every weapon ever. Uh, the encyclopedia of tanks. So I love this stuff, but particularly, particularly, uh, fighting airplanes. That's like, that's like my thing. I don't know why. Like, uh, my, my family's a military family. Both my grandpas were, were in the military. Uh, a bunch of my uncles were in the military. My dad was actually gonna sign up to be a pilot, uh, for the, for the Navy, um, and fly F-18s for the Navy. Um, and then the Lord called him, uh, in other directions. I wanted to be in the military from the time I was like six years old to like 22 years old when I realized, okay, if I really want to live as a disciple of Jesus Christ, I can't do that and be a Navy SEAL. Um, but yeah, I was just, I was just fascinated with learning like everything about, uh, fighting airplanes, um, and like reading up on like the tactics uh the the differences in them um uh going to all sorts of like aerospace exhibits and, and museums and stuff um and one time I went to a uh a naval museum uh, that they have they're they're a lot more common now to, when you go to like military museums um but they'll have like these flight simulators that move in like every direction so it's like up it you get into it and it raises you up into the air a little bit and you fly around and there's a simulation in it and and you can you know like uh shoot down the bad guys and that sort of thing and so I I was doing this I was like I don't know maybe 14 or 15 years old and I was like remembering some of the some of the maneuvers that I'd read in like some of these like air combat books Um, and, and I was like, oh yeah, do the climb and flip and then do like, you know, this different. And so, so I'm like, so I get down from this thing and the, the guy running it is a, is a Navy veteran. And he's like, do you fly? And I was like, no, I've never flown anything before. He's like, you could fly if you wanted to. And and then I told him like, no, I just read books and like, like apply what I learned to what I'm doing. So yeah, kind of a an atypical thing i think to nerd out to like modern military uh inventions and history uh but that's that was the big that was the big thing for me when i was a kid like yeah i think it was because it was the most fascinating like kind of books that i could read we didn't have a tv in my house growing up there was no video games like, I read all the time. And, like, when I got in trouble, my parents would take away my books. Like, I would get in trouble from the school for, like, reading books in the class instead of, like, paying attention to the class. And so I'd come home and my parents would be like, all right, give us your books. And so then I'd have, like, <laughs> yeah, no. so, yeah. Yeah, a different kind of nerd, but a big-time nerd nonetheless. Did you ever, like, sorry? Did, were you to
0: like, building model planes at all Uh, just curious
1: not really actually surprisingly I kind of thought I would be um but I'm I'm not into doing I was I was not into doing that um I did a little bit uh, I built a couple of couple of model planes um I built a a model battleship that was pretty sweet yeah um (laughs) but no that wasn't it seems like it would kind of go hand in hand with that but yeah, a little bit. no it did i did make yeah i did make a ton of like lego like oh, lego yeah fighter jets and that sort of thing and my brother would be like check out that plane and i'm like hey listen here kid that's an fa18 hornet you know like (laughs) like, (laughs) that's not just any old plane mister you know (laughs) you uncouth swine like read a book you know Uh, (laughs) basically me as a little kid yeah uh yeah (laughs) yeah
4: most people did (laughs) if you uh if you could if you did become a pilot, what plane did you want to fly?
1: Yeah, easy. Uh, I would be an <laughs> AV-8B, which is a Harrier. So it's the it's the kind of plane that can take off vertically. Okay, uh, yeah. So, so. Uh yeah no nice. well uh, that's an Osprey which is the same it's a yeah it's a STOVL kind of plane um so any any yeah STOVL is for short takeoff vertical landing. Um, so it could take off on a super short run day, well, runway. Or the Harrier can actually take off straight up in the air. They, that's why they call Is them jump jets. Those, uh,
5: those uh, agent of shield that they use. Helicarriers. Over in, like, Helicarriers?
1: I mean, kind of. It's no, it, it's more. No, I mean it's more similar. Like you see them all the time in like in those kind of movies now, where it's just like a fighter jet that just like takes off straight up like a helicopter and then starts going forward um so yeah like back back when i was like reading all this stuff it'd definitely be a harrier nowadays i'd probably say it's an f-35 the lightning uh which is a pretty new uh fighter jet but it is a st stovl it's the one from um from i, I think diehard 5 where uh where he's driving, he's driving the semi-truck, <laughs> he's driving the semi-truck, like, around this, like, crazy highway interchange, and there's that fighter jet that's, like, shooting the truck apart around him, so it's that jet. Nice. Yeah, that'd be the jet, yeah, for sure.
4: Very cool. I don't know how much of that I really understood. <laughs> I ho- I hope you did. Um, sweet, similarly to, um, to Hoyt, uh... My nerd thing is slightly niche. Um when I was when I was about s I wanna say seven, um my mom gave me two sticks with a string um attaching each of them at one end and a little plastic thingy um that went in the middle. Um it was called a Diablo. Um and I went to town on that thing i was similarly we didn't have a lot we had some video games growing up um but at this point when i was seven there was not a lot to be found in my house um and so i would just go outside my mom taught me how to spin the diablo in the middle of the the string and then toss it up and catch it um these days i can probably hit i want to say a good 80 feet Elevation, maybe a hundred, maybe one hundred and fifteen. Yeah, uh, maybe not one hundred and fifteen. Probably a hundred. Probably hundred. Um, but that was that was so much fun for me because it's such a simple thing. Um, I have I still have a scar on my hand from it. Um, because I got it spinning so fast, tried to catch it, missed, hit my knuckle. Um, but then, um, at a later date, the internet entered the scene and more importantly diablotricks.com oh, let's go very very key point um in this journey mhm yeah if you don't know it get there um diablotricks.com i i was a huge fan i i started not just being able to throw it up and catch it again but doing a lot of tricks and then after that, I'm starting to make up my own ones, which we're not, we're not super good. Some of them worked out pretty well, but um, <clears throat> by the time I was eleven, I was getting pretty good. Um, I never got to the like the guys you see on YouTube with like three of them going at the same time. I did watch a lot of those videos, um, but I never got to that point. I just stuck with the one. But <clears throat> come the switch from uh primary school to secondary school when I was twelve years old. Um I land myself in a year of hundred and twenty dudes in a all guys school of about six hundred and thirty guys. Um and a couple months I had no friends. Um you guys are supposed to go all um but well, that's okay. Whatever. Thanks. Uh no friends. So the Talent show comes along and uh I'm like, all right, whatever, like I've got a talent. Um may as well do this. I had no conception of how nerdy this really was. I was like, this is fun, like I'll do this, like it's cool when people like clap and cheer when I catch the thing. Um <laughs> I was the only person from my year um in school to go to enter the talent show. It was mostly upperclassmen. Um and about halfway through this talent show this is the the peak of my career continued for a couple of years afterwards I literally i got texts from like the people who lead led the retreats that I went on asking me specifically to bring it so that the kids would be entertained um but at this point um I entered the talent show we're about we're about halfway through you've got like some like senior cover bands and like dudes with guitars and um maybe like a skit or something that was slightly inappropriate and somewhat funny Um, and then they see this little 12 year old kid come out on stage with something they've only seen Chinese dudes do on YouTube and maybe maybe. and uh, I had like I talked to the guy on the sound desk and he was like do you want me to play a song while you're doing this and I was like nah and I was like nah it's fine it's fine and he was like, "Are you sure?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I think I'll be all right." Just ignores it. Just plays a a deep techno beat for this entire thing. Already sets the scene. Um, and so I go out there, and this tiny little twelve year old blonde kid, and uh, I like walk up. I introduce myself. I tell him what this thing is, um, and I start spinning it. And they're like, "Oh!" And uh, I tell him what my first stop (laughs) i uh i tell them what my first trick is i think it was the spaghetti um and hit diablo tricks.com if you don't know what that is uh and then i so i land it and they're like whoa and so the second i i go up and I, i tell them what my second trick is and they get a little bit louder by my fourth trick out of 12 they are screaming loud enough that the volume of the speakers is not enough um, to where they can hear the name of the trick I'm about to do. Um, I don't know if it was that this talent show was particularly boring or if they were this impressed with what I was actually doing. But by the time I finished my last trick, um, this hall of 600 dudes, there was six guys in the back row with their shirts off, waving them around. (laughs) There was twelve people with lighters out. Um, one dude literally got out of his chair and just started running around the entire like set of seat chairs, just screaming my name. Um, they they started like chanting my name as well, and uh, yeah, it was intense. It was it was very intense, and I kind of like was trembling from about two thirds of the way through onwards, um, and fa- I got off stage. I uh, I thanked the Techno Beatmaster for putting that song on. Um, a couple acts later as well, I kind of like stuck my head out and there was a, another guy with the guitar singing a song. Um, and in the middle of this song, I felt so bad for the dude um, singing, but I stuck my head out and the crowd could see. I just wanted to check if I could see my friends. This dude from the front row just stands up and yells oh, no way, it's Paul, he's back. (laughs) And everyone starts screaming again. (laughs) And so for about the next month, um, I I, I would like walk down the corridor to go to class and people I had never met before in my life would just start chanting my name. Um, I still did not have any friends, um, but I did continue... To win the talent show for the next three years in my school <laughs> with the same act, so, um, yeah, that that would be that would be my my nerd thing. I I still have it. Um, it's still a lot of fun. I don't know as many tricks as I used to, but it still has a very special place in my heart.
0: Nice. I want to ask you, uh, year four of the talent show. Do you remember what you lost to?
4: I actually do. I think I do. It was... Um, I might have actually won it four years. I think I won it... No, I won it four years in a row. And when I was in fifth year, um, the guys a year ahead of me formed a a cover band who did uh, an Arctic Monkeys and an Arcade Fire song. And they crushed it. They deserved to win. I was... <laughs> um, I yeah, people were getting sick of it at that point, four years running. But they they deserved to win. It was very good. That's
1: pretty sweet. Nice, <laughs> kind of kind of the summer of Fletcher there, just like <laughs> riffing it out. <laughs> no, but well, I I wanted to ask as uh, the second best Diabolist in the house, yeah. and probably the only other person that has heard of Tricks dot com. Um. What was your best trick? And for those who don't know it, can you talk it through us? Like at the peak, the trick that was like not necessarily the one you're most proud of, but the most impressive to see.
4: Um The the are you talking asking about the most impressive to watch? Yes. Okay. Um Cuz there was there was two answers to that question. One would be the wet noodle. Um right the other one would probably be for those who don't understand how Diablo works would probably be, um, the double elevator. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I an ele- it, it, the double part is basically just means you do it twice, but, um, an elevator is, um, you have your Diablo placed on your string. You get it really fast, as fast as you can get it. Um, you take your right hand, you wrap it once, uh, anti-clockwise around you just, the you make the Diablo go up the string yeah you wrap it once you <laughs> tighten the string and it looks like you just levitate the thing like three feet in the air um it's pretty sweet. It's, it's very cool it's very simple and it usually makes people go ooh so <laughs> we've all heard of an elevator but what, what's a
1: double elevator what makes it double
4: so the double elevator is if you take uh, an actual elevator um as an example would be the elevator goes from the bottom to the top, and then it goes back down to the bottom, and then it goes back up to the top. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. All right. You it. just got to get it ripping fast.
1: Yeah, so you like tighten it, let it climb, yep. relax it, let it fall, tighten it. Yeah, okay.
4: There you go. Okay. There you go. Okay. He's got it. He's clearly been yeah, on Diablo. DiabloTricks.com. Yeah. He's got it. Well, that would be me. Nice.
0: Oh, nice. Right, now, Mr. Adenity.
5: All right, so for all of you who probably know me, um, the one thing that you should probably know about me other than that I have the exaggerated swagger of a young black teen is that I love watching anime. Um, anime was always so I first the first anime I've ever watched was actually Dragon Ball Z Kai, which is not to be mistaken from just Dragon Ball or Dragon Ball Z, which mostly details the events of Goku. As a child, as in Dragon Ball Z, Kai details more of his adult life. And it goes on probably the greatest arcs of the Dragon Ball Z franchise in all of history. Um, Kai does or
1: Z does? Isn't Kai a
4: repeat
5: of Z? Is it? Yeah. Then, yeah, probably, yeah.
4: Nice.
5: I don't know. I, I, I just watched Kai. That was like the first ever, like, anime I've ever watched, ever. But... Um, <laughs> yeah it was just something that i was just like you know it it, it was just like different it was very different to me like when i was first introduced to it like i watched like you know i watched you know code names kid next door i watched spongebob i watched you know adventure time regular show all these other shows but i don't know like anime just has this different style to it it's so um it's so more, it's just much more vibrant and very, uh, intimate almost. It's, it's just very, like, the way, like, you know, you have those old school, like, movies, like, Spirited Away or, uh, Kiki's Delivery or any of these, like, more, um, older, older anime films, but it's just, like, you know, you, you, you have, like, like the Planet Namek arc where you had, you know, Frieza's as final form and Goku's trying to go Super Saiyan for the first time and you know, you just have 20 or plus episodes of Goku just yelling, trying to power up trying to defeat Frieza who just clapped Vegeta, like clapped Krillin, Piccolo just got his arm ripped off Gohan is about to get clapped like, it, it, it was it was insane and it was just like this dude is out here just turned super saiyan and is about to clap freezer real quick and it's just like it's just the most epic thing ever and it's just like like damn like this is just like this is great this is the greatest thing i've ever seen like and i i feel like and i i still love watching anime because anime just has like I think it's also like the voice actors as well, like even that like even the voice actors are just so passionate with every word. Um and it's I feel like it just gives a different um level of human interaction. There's like a different plane that they reach um in anime where it's not just like, Hey, how are you? It's like this very like grab a hold of you and look you in the eyes and be like hi how are you today like it's just like it. it's just something where you watch it and it's just like wow like this person is evidently in love with this person this person is evidently trying to destroy this person it's so, so
0: it's like a just, just raw
5: yeah it, raw. It, it, it's yeah it's super <clears throat> raw and it's just like it doesn't uh it never tries to hold itself back. And I feel like that's something about anime that it's just always gonna stick with me. Um and uh you know, when when they when they dropped Dragon Ball Z Super and the whole um kind of uh hour of power where they had this insane like uh there's like twelve universes and they all had to fight for survival and if all your contestants like lost your entire universe is just wiped out forever it's gone and it's just like you just see all the characters that you saw before trying to fight for their universe and you just have all these other like op uh characters who are trying to fight for their universe and i just remember the final like that final like fight between jiren and Goku and Frieza fighting together, trying to defeat Jiren. And Goku's exhausted. He just finished going through Ultra Instinct, which is just a whole different plane of power. And Goku's just only able to go Super Saiyan. And Frieza's just out here. I mean, Frieza was getting clapped the entire time. This guy's still... I don't even know how this guy was still looking at people. Be like, I'm about to destroy you real quick. But, it, I mean, it, it, it was really quite hilarious, but I mean, just to see like that final fight, that final um it was just like you see that uh very love hate relationship between them throughout so many so many fights, so many battles, it's just like and you just see them working together for like the first time. Like willingly. And it's like it's just like and they just defeat this common enemy to fight for survival, it's just like, it just it just enters a different, uh, plane of feeling, a different, um, connection, and it's just like, it's just dope. Anime <laughs> in of itself, it's just it's just dope. If it, yeah, that's the one word I would describe with anime. It is dope, no. and I feel like, and I've watched just inhumane amount of television in my day, and anime has always been something that is just like it's dope. every time. Yes, it is dope. It is the greatest <laughs> thing ever. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um.
0: Yeah, I mean, I watched, I watched a good chunk of Dragon Ball Z in my day. I'm not a huge anime guy, but I did really like that one. Uh, and I know you really like anime a lot, and it's kind of really cool to hear you explain why so yeah uh, last but not least oh Gabby's got a question oh sorry Oh sorry.
2: Well, it wasn't really a question but more of like a thought of being able to relate to you talking like about, about survival it reminds me a lot of Avengers Infinity War <laughs> <All right. laughs> no, we're, no, we're, we're done with that one oh, yeah, alright
3: we're done with that <laughs> one alright move on oh wow <laughs> yeah 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 he's lost his <laughs> mic privileges for the night <laughs> yeah. turn him way down alright Um, it's interesting hearing a lot of what interested you guys when you were younger. I think it confirms the, the nerd level of this house because I am similar to a lot of you. Uh, maybe not necessarily the, the anime aspect or the yo-yo on steroids, but, um, was definitely, (laughs) was definitely (laughs) fascinated with, with military and, and researching that a lot. And also obviously into the whole Marvel universe, like Gab, um, a lot of my ex-girlfriends could tell you I had to. I forced them to watch a lot of them with me because they had to. That was a requirement. Um it, it's right. That's, that's right. nope. Uh, um, and um, yeah. So it's just very cool to see that um, we just have a lot of similarities. Even with with Noah, I might have not been old enough to have to watch my dad play video games, but definitely had to watch my older brother a lot. Until I started playing them myself. Um, but the the main thing that I wanted to focus on was the thing that I nerded out the most was animals. Um, ever since I was a, a young kid, I think it was like second grade when this really, really peaked uh, my interest the most. And, and kind of uh, hit a, a wave till I was even in college. Um, was just learning more about animals, I think. Um, I was always like on my desktop, my family's desktop in the basement, just on Wikipedia, just looking at animal pictures and stuff and like reading about them. And like, uh, if any of you know, uh, Roman a lot, he did the same thing, but with encyclopedias, but I did it with Wikipedia. Um, and, and yeah, so I just got a huge fascination with, with animals at such a young age. And, um, even I think it was fourth grade, one of my good buddies and I were like, Hey, like, I think it was in, in the middle of class. They were like, what do you kids want to be when you grow up? And there's, like, all these, like, classic things like doctor and lawyer, which no one is ever going to be when they say that as a fourth grader. Um, but my buddy uh, said, was like, you know, I'd like to, like, own a zoo one day. And I was like, yes, that sounds amazing. <laughs> and And so for, like, the next two years that's right <laughs> honestly honestly when the movie came out i was like all right this right. is this is a real thing <laughs> this is possible <laughs> okay, okay, hear me out. come on <laughs> zoo yes please <laughs> yes, <I'm-> uh, <laughs> um even when i uh that really just lit a flame underneath me about about that idea um to the point where whenever my family went on uh, a vacation we did every summer uh, we drove around the country and wherever we went was like our main spot we either Had to find a zoo for Colin or some kind of like nature reserve, uh, so that I could get my, my interest in for the trip. Um, and yeah, there was, there were even times where me and that same guy would, uh, literally draw like blueprints of what our zoo will look like. Uh, that, like, that's how detailed we went into it. It was, it was sweet. I had like a lot of sketchbooks with just plans for zoos. Um, that was, that was really interesting. Um. Yeah, I'm just. I don't know what's gonna happen. Go for it. Go for
1: it. Uh, I've got a question that I think might be the best question we've ever oh, had on the podcast. Wow. <laughs> okay. All right. Yep. So, <laughs> can you can you describe to me mm-hmm. what animal and why would be the best like elemental bender? for each for each of the oh bending categories
3: God. you know what i mean God. like air water yeah. fire earth yeah. let's Are go you... all right so first off we got the peregrine falcon for let's air go. oh, it's yeah, it's sense. it's native to even lansing so come on it's Literally. it's my own bird yeah, there, <laughs> we got a couple of peregrine falcons over by downtown by the board water and light if you look it up on google there's actually a live video feed for it um it is it is amazing. I love them. They're one of the fastest birds of all. Time. I actually believe the fastest yeah, bird. They are. Yeah. yeah. They are. Um of the uh, Quick plug. Um, for well, I mean, you got fire. That one's kind of weird. I don't know yeah. how many like, <laughs> animals that really. Yeah, sure. Red panda. No. Um, <laughs> oh man, I don't know for that one. That one's out. that. Yeah, we'll skip. We'll get back to it. We'll get back to it. Um. Yeah, Earth. I mean, I feel like I'm cheating when I say like the mole because that's kind of like what it was. Yeah. 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 But I mean that's kind of the that's kind of the thing.
1: Um, oh no 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 no. Okay, so why a mole and not a badger?
3: Ooh, great question. Great question. Um Well, I feel like moles are able to are just more well known for being able to actually uh, use their senses for it, whereas badgers actually like. I mean, obviously they use their senses too, but usually most uh, species of moles are, are blind, mm-hmm. and so they actually have to have to feel with the earth, which is very similar to an earthbender sure. in in that manner. Um, for water bending, I mean, you got the bottlenose dolphin. Yeah. I mean, come uh, on, come on. Exactly what I yeah, 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 yeah. Great pick, great pick. All right, back to fire crap. Um, <laughs> what to do with that? That's a great question um because we gotta have like a tropical one obviously but but what would be the thing i'm thinking for some reason i'm thinking like some kind of like giant salamander i'm not really sure why but so
1: i've yeah i i was gonna say komodo dragon is probably like the closest we got yeah
3: yeah um i don't know how hot most of their ecosystems are that's the one thing i mean they are very hot but i just don't know for like how much they can actually withstand a lot of that heat, um, which I know a lot of salamanders can, um, but I'm sure. Yeah, I mean that'd be that'd be a good choice as well. Okay. Komodo dragon. So yeah. Yeah. Nice. Enter. Very good. good yeah. Nice. I was just
1: cu- You just you kind of piqued my curiosity because this this actually seemed like this might be the kind of question that Collins actually thought of. Like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs>
3: um, but by far the most interesting one is the Okapi or okapi. I'm actually not sure how to pronounce it. I've just read it. So, um, it's like a zebra giraffe. If you don't know what it is, oh, yeah, look it up. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's really fascinating. No, how do you spell it? Uh, O-K-A-P-I. Yeah. Look it up. Um. Oh, okay. dang. But yeah, kind of oh, wow. to, kind of to, yeah, the boys are looking up right now and they're fascinated beyond belief. Um. But kind of add to the nerd level. I also really enjoy drawing, and pretty much my my main uh, source or my main like topic of drawing was animals. Always, I, I sucked at drawing people, and I found it a lot easier to, to draw animals. So I got a lot of like uh, drawing techniques for like drawing dogs, drawing like zoo animals, all these different ecosystems as well, and um, that kind of was my main source of of doodling in class and even in a lot of, like, my sketchbooks that I had as a kid. um, I think you could still find a lot of, um, like, old drawings still in my room uh, from just, like, little loose-leaf paper that I would just always do as a kid. Um, So, yeah, it always fascinated me a lot. I was always kind of embarrassed in, like, high school to talk about it. So the passion died down a little bit, but in high school it was actually wildlife biology was my major for my first Two or so years um, until I switched it three years ago, um, but I was seriously considering um, pursuing that as a career uh, for the rest of my life. Actually, trying to get the zoo. Possibly, yeah. Wow. I probably wouldn't have done a zoo. I would have done more like a wildlife reserve. Um, so, a little adaptation from the original dream. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, I, I actually have an internship lined up out in Colorado to possibly study. Um wolves or other other creatures out there. So but I ended up dropping it so I could go into teaching. But yeah. So that that is me with my animal fascinations. Nice.
0: Um <clears throat> unfortunately Jeremiah is not here tonight. He is back home. But uh or right, what's up? Uh,
1: if you get, if you get the mic you might get smited.
2: Yeah, watch yourself. So uh, I wanted to share my favorite uh, my favorite animal. If
0: you say the falcon?
2: I which will... is the spider? Like spider-, spider? Ah! Get him out of here! <laughs> we definitely just peaked the mic.
3: Um,
0: why'd you do that? Why did to do that? You're gonna have to. You're gonna have a lot of editing work for that one. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah. In order to kind of end this on some kind of note, I just want to like try to say something, and if it's basically random gibberish then Oregon just edited in post so um it's kind of interesting that Colin said something about uh being like really embarrassed about his passion in high school I feel like a lot of n- nerdy passions high schools is just kind of like if left unchecked that's just kind of where they go to die yeah. um and really like this stuff's just not anything to be embarrassed about and just even like my thing which is just sort of like I don't know I played this video game when I was three and I just hadn't forgotten about it like it's just uh, that's special Uh, I don't know it's important to remember this kind of stuff so yeah that's uh that was episode four of Levi Thoughts Nerd Edition edition. (laughs) it's the same edition as the first one (laughs) Ah, and (laughs) and every other one (laughs) All right. (laughs)